Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Stay tuned as Greg Prince brings the Catholic newsmakers to you. Wherever it's happening in the diocese, you'll hear about it on Western New York Catholic Weekly. You've probably noticed if you're a regular listener of this program, uh, uh, one of our regular topics or things in the diocese that we like to talk about is Christ the King Seminary. Always different things happening. And for me, it's always good to talk about um, the uh, academic programs at Christ the King. And this is uh, one of the more interesting things they've got going on, I think, today. Uh, uh, The seminary is moving its, and has moved really, its uh, pre-theology programs in-house. So as opposed to um, and I'm, I'm going to talk to my guests about this, kind of how, how we uh, did this in the past, as opposed to maybe guys coming in and doing their, their master's work at, at uh, Christ the King and have come in with their religious studies and, and uh, philosophy background. Um, Christ the King Seminary is now uh, doing that program. And our guests today, like I said, are going to talk about that. First joining us, Father John Mack, uh, no stranger to the program. Father John, welcome back to uh, Western New York Catholic Weekly. Greg, thank you very much. Uh, your current title these days at the seminary? <clears throat> I have, uh, I'm the director of the pre-theology program. So that's the academic program. I'm also a, a formation advisor in pre-theology, so I'm part of the formation department. And I'm also the chair of the Pastoral Studies Department. Okay, very good. And uh, our other two guests are uh, adjunct professors at Christ the King now, Eric Mabry and Brian Bajek, who uh, are doctoral students themselves, actually, at uh, Regis uh, College at the University of Toronto. And uh, they they come down and uh, do this, uh, teach in this program at Christ the King were really instrumental in forming the program. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be uh, thank here. Thank you. Thanks for, for working us in. Now, Now that's one of the interesting things about the program. You guys come from Toronto to, to teach here, and we kind of snuck this in between classes today, right? It's true. I've got a morning class and an afternoon class, and we are currently right in between them. <laughs> yeah. So I'm uh, going to be respectful of your time as, as we go here today. Father John, let me go back to... Uh, you for a minute. I mean, in some ways, this is kind of your baby, right? You're the director of the pre-theology here at Christ the King. Um, let, let's go back, though, because we've talked on this program before about the, the various ways that um, men come to study for the priesthood. And obviously, you, you don't just come in and take your, your classes at a major seminary. You, you need to have some background and whatnot. There have been various ways that we've done that over the years, right? Correct. Uh, back in the day, uh, really further back in the day, uh, gentlemen who would be studying in the program for priestly formation oftentimes will have come through college seminaries, so they will have had a major in philosophy and a minor in, in, in religious study. But what happened, uh, of course, over a period of time is you had some uh, older candidates who perhaps were coming second career and may not have had the full uh, philosophy or religious studies background. What we have done in the last few years, and pre-theology has been here at the seminary for a number of years, but we really began to take seriously what was in the program of priestly formation of the fifth edition is how do we make it a robust program 
that truly prepares candidates who have a whole different uh, type of experience. Different, they're coming in at different ages, different backgrounds in terms of the church, uh, different uh, backgrounds in terms of education, some of them having no philosophy or religious studies or humanities in the past, and trying to respond to that need so that when they would go into uh, major theology, graduate theology, the, the full program of priestly formation on the graduate level, uh, that they would be prepared. So the pre-theology program is envisioned in the program of priestly formation, but what we have done is uh, trying to approach it uh, much more intentionally so that those candidates would be into, have intellectual uh, formation preparation, but a, a formation that would certainly be integrated into all the aspects of priestly formation here at the seminary. So as uh, Father Gatto had come in, and we began to look at the, at the at the needs of the candidates. Began to realize that we we had to put together a program that perhaps was a little more robust. So I was fortunate because of my own studies uh, at Regis College at the University of Toronto to be able to have interactions with uh, doctoral students and graduate students, and so that is the seedbed for all of this uh, literally happening at the seminary. So that we would bring in, hopefully, uh, teachers who would understand theology and therefore present philosophy in a way that would best prepare uh, these seminarians for engaging in theology. Yeah, so you were in a study program at Regis and yourself, and that's kind of how you you came to, to know Eric and Brian and to kind of start forming the seeds of this, right? Correct. Uh, so while I was here, I also I got a, a Master of Theology and a, a, a licentiate from Regis College, and then also did my coursework for uh, my doctorate in theology, and currently I'm on a leave of absence for there. But I met a lot of the other students, uh, including Eric, who Eric and I were in a class together, and that sort of was uh, the catalyst for this putting together a program, which we're trying to put together a program that is sustainable, but it has to, of course, uh, be rooted in uh, folks who can do this, who I believe that is the case with both uh, Eric and Brian. Uh, Let me just remind our listeners uh, here today, we're talking with Father John Mack from Christ the King Seminary, and also uh, Eric Mabry and Brian Bajek about the pre-theology program at Christ the King. So let's throw it your way, Eric. Um, uh, it, it's kind of a, a long road for you. You're not a native uh, Canadian, right, you, you, that you ended up in uh, Toronto. Just tell us a little bit about yourself and then how that came to came about for you. Uh, absolutely. <clears throat> so I'm a native Texan. I <laughs> uh, grew up near Houston, Texas. I completed my undergraduate work... Um, at the University of St. Thomas in Houston, and I was uh, able to benefit greatly from that formation. So I had a double major in philosophy and theology, and uh, the university down there, and in particular the Center for Thomistic Studies in Houston, made it very easy for me to make a transition from my undergraduate into my graduate work. Um, uh, But even prior to that, um, I was at a liberal arts college uh, before that, and uh, in high school I had a very integrated uh, liberal arts curriculum as well. And so there is a certain sense in way that my own educational experience um, uh, 
uh, was shaped as a series of fusions of horizons. And so as I had the opportunity to double major in philosophy and theology, of course we're reading documents like John Paul II's Fides et Ratio at the base of St. Thomas's curriculum is, um, you know, JP2's document about uh, the character of the Catholic University and how that's supposed to be shaped. And the university down there in Houston takes that document uh, very seriously. Um, so um, very early on, we have these recurring questions about um, how faith and reason are to be integrated, what that means to be integrated. Um, but as I, as I moved, you know, so I'm, I'm being trained in Thomistic philosophy, um, and I already knew as I was completing my master's in philosophy that I wanted to go on and complete my doctoral formation in theology. And so I met a professor in Houston, Jeremy Wilkins, who ultimately ended up in Toronto, um, and I felt like um, I would stand to learn a great deal, um, particularly in honing my theological formation in systematics under him and under one of his Jesuit friends, uh, Jean Langeau. That's how I found my way into Toronto. So it was really, in a certain way, um, my own uh, development, my own learning process that was sort of seeking out formation. And as that for own, as my own intellectual formation began to unfold. I started to appreciate that faith and reason are not phenomenon sort of out there ossified that you need to integrate, as if you could hold faith in one hand and, and reason in the other and then sort of put them together and hope that they stick. Instead, the process of integration of faith form and, and reason always takes place in human persons, in human subjects. And if you read the opening of a document like JP2's Fides et Ratio, I think you can see that that's very much how he conceived it. Uh, integration is always personal. It's never, um, it's never uh, free-floating or out there or abstract in some kind of platonized way. Rather, it is very concrete and very incarnational, and it requires the movement of the Spirit to make that integration take place. And so as I was completing my coursework and I met Father Mac. As you know, as I know you both have a long friendship, Father Mac is an excellent formator, not only because he can discern how, uh, how to shape men in formation, but I think he also knows how to seek, a, seek out people who have gifts in formation because he knows what the guys need. And so in conversations with him, in talking, um, he invited me to consider. And it really was a sort of invitation. You know, one of our first conversations about this possibility of being a part of the seminary was an invitation to pray, an invitation to consider the possibility that maybe um, God had a um, uh, a mission, that he had a kind of opportunity that was here and present and open for me to be a part of serving his church. Um, and this is something that also had become to be a very important aspect of, form of my formation as a theologian, where the theologian, I have no doubt in my mind, and uh, the pontificates throughout the 20th century have made this very clear, that the academy is a constitutive part of the theologian's horizon. But it is not totalizing of that horizon. What's fundamental to a theologian's identity is ecclesial. And what Father Mack asked really me to consider is, as part of your ecclesial identity that you've accepted, um, maybe... Um, some semesters at the service of a seminary would be very helpful to you in your own growth, but also as a service to the church to which you're called. It doesn't matter what 
trade we're talking about, learning by doing is often the best way to, to really make that concrete. That's right? absolutely correct. That's yeah. absolutely correct. Yeah. Thanks for being with us on Western New York Catholic Weekly this week. I'm Greg Prince, and uh, we're talking at Christ the King Seminary, actually, about the pre-theology program there. We've heard from Father John Mack and also Eric Mabry, who are uh, involved in the in the formation of that program and teaching in that program. We have not heard from uh, Brian Bajek yet, and uh, I promised we would do that when we came back from the break, Brian. So how did you end up in this mix? Give us uh, an idea. Yeah, in this mix. So I am uh, also not originally a native Canadian, although I am currently at Regis College at University of Toronto with Eric. Uh, we're both finishing up our PhDs there. And I'm from Chicago originally. I grew up uh, just outside of the city, and I, I did not have quite as uh, robust a series of liberal arts leanings as Eric did. Uh, he gave his uh, sort of intellectual autobiography there. Uh, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do academically, uh, leaving high school and entering university. And I, I did... Uh, in the long run, and almost providentially, I think, end up at Marquette University in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where I didn't enter doing theology or philosophy. I'd actually never done either before entering into university. And through a series of circumstances, which would take a little while to detail, I uh, ended up feeling called to change majors from what was originally advertising to theology. So kind of a, an interesting shift. And very quickly, I fell in love with the doing of theology, and it turned out I was actually pretty good at doing it, too. I, I really I took to it very quickly. And then, because of the things I was interested in in theology, I sort of started uncovering the really robust interconnections between philosophy and theology in the, the Catholic tradition. And so I started uh, enrolling in all the philosophy and theology classes I could get into and pretty voraciously consuming all of the texts I could get my hand on, uh, hands on. And I, yeah, I, I just read and read and read and was lucky enough to be accepted back in for my Master's of Arts at Marquette, also in theology. And I... I uh, just did the, the standard master's coursework that they do there, which, because it's a Jesuit school, is very uh, it's very holistic in its approach to doing theology. So you have a number of electives that you take, and I or, or oriented those towards systematic theology because that's my area of expertise. But I also got a very, very solid foundation in biblical theology, historical theology, and ethics, which is now also resonant with the, the work I'm doing in my dissertation. And I, through a friend and colleague who's uh, just wrapping up his PhD at Marquette, got introduced to the work of Bernard Lonergan, who is a 20th century Canadian Jesuit philosopher and theologian. And I got, I got roped into doing a reading group, uh, somewhat kicking and screaming, actually. It took almost a semester to convince me to join this reading group for his insight, which is a very, very lengthy book kind of beginning his philosophical theological project and immediately fell in love with the text in a way that even my prior engagement with theology and philosophy hadn't uh, quite engaged. I resonated with that book in a way I never had with anything. And Robert Doran, uh, who is the Emmett Door Chair of Systematic Theology at Marquette, 
kind of took me under his wing and has just been incredible to me and still is incredible to me. And when I was done with that reading group and looking into doing doctoral level work, I approached him and asked where he would recommend going, and I applied a number of different places and discerned where would be the logical choice, and Bob pointed me towards John Dodosky at Regis College, who is now my director, and who's also been just incredible and very, very supportive, and I went up to Toronto, and I had met Eric through some conferences prior to that, but Eric and I became very close friends very quickly as we were in Toronto, and we both were uh, graduate research assistants at the Lonergan Research Institute up there, and through Eric, I met Father John Mack. I very close with Eric and his whole family, and they invited me down for the Triduum to come and sort of just hang out at the seminary for a weekend, and we did all the masses, and I did not know at the time that Eric was being considered for teaching in the pre-theology program and for sort of uh, reshaping the structure of the pre-theology program to more uh, holistically follow the PPF's guidelines for the way philosophy streamlines into theology, and... Because Eric Mabry is a very kind fellow, he recommended that Father Mac consider teach, uh, taking me on as a teacher as well, and that's sort of how things fell into place. So this is now my second year teaching, and I've, uh, I've loved it so far. I hope to continue doing it. Now, I, my limited background in uh, you know um, theology, religious studies, philosophy, I you know I can hear the seeds of this program that we're talking about already just in, in your stories. So let's talk about that and maybe the difference in, in uh, as we started with, with Father John, in how maybe that's been done in the past with our students in priestly formation. I was in a pre-theology program after college myself, but it was just a series of courses like anybody would take as their minor or major, you know, this number of religious studies, this number of philosophies, okay, you're all set. Uh, this program is something different. It's, I, I think it's way more instrumental in terms of the preparation for what men can expect, not only in their studies at priesthood, but for their eventual ordination in ministry. Well, I think that what we have hopefully embarked on is something that is a a dramatic shift. The shift, of course, being not only an in-house activity that we're doing, but seeing that somehow formation is an integrated whole from pre-theology through theology. So that we're not just saying, okay, you have the two years of pre-theology, and that's sort of separate that we're, we're trying to have a much more integrated vision of doing it here. Now, in the past, we've had people uh, go uh, to do it at different institutions, and they got their, their, their philosophy background or religious studies backgrounds, and there's, there's certainly quality in that coursework. And then, of course, we also have men who are at college seminary at uh, St. Mark's, again, in University St. Mark's in Erie. But what we're getting are uh, those who are perhaps a bit older, who don't have uh, the background. And so we're, we're, we're trying to broaden things, not only in terms of philosophy, but also in terms of an understanding of the richness of Catholicism. So uh, we see all of these parts somehow, uh, uh, somehow fitting together. 
We're still really in the implementation. When I agreed to do this, I said this is going to be at least a three-year implementation to not only get the courses lined up, but sort of to change the culture of the thinking because what we now have are men who have... Uh, are going up through uh, the program, and that's where we begin to evaluate the the quality of our pre-theology program as what is seen in how they enter into and engage in theology. Eric, did you want to add on anything? Uh, so just to develop that a little bit, so one of the things that we, uh, I mean, one of the first things that Father asked us to do in our process of discernment coming here is to please read yeah. the PPF um, and to think about what it asks. And Something that we really had and served as our foundation for the program is the PPF is not a um, it's not a course syllabus. Right? PPF is not here are the courses. It's not an accreditation process or anything like that. It is, um, for lack of a better term, it's a kind of I think a soul map. Right? It is. This is the formative process that um, the church is asked that her sons who will be priests will undergo. This is what, as Father was saying, this is what they're supposed to look like, but interiorly, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, something that we held in common very early on is that priestly formation is just that. Is it a process of interiorization and development? And so the last thing that you can ask in any set of coursework is a checkbox mentality, Something I always tell my students very early on in the semester is um, because I demand a lot in terms of reading. And so I say, look, I am not asking you simply to write a paper or to complete a reading assignment. If all you do is go through the material steps of completion and hand it in, you have failed. Not because I'm going to give you a bad grade, but you haven't actually done it. If something doesn't happen to you, when you read or when you write, then you have not completed the assignment. Oh. You're never, ever going to get, I tell the students, no one in this seminary process is ever going to slip a piece of paper across the table to you that has all the questions that you will ever right. be asked. Yeah. And much less likely is the paper that has all the answers. You're taking philosophy, you're taking theology because we live in a complicated world. And we live in a world that you need to be a mediator of Christ's grace to, but you can't be a blunt instrument. Well, Christ asks you to be sharp. Well, one of the interesting things about this program, and again, you know, hearing your your story and kind of, you know, where you came through academically, um, you know, similar to to what you're trying to do here with with this program, but um, this is interesting in that it's not a means to an end almost. It's a means to a beginning. It's a whole different, you know, it's a whole different mindset. It's not, you know, I need six of these courses and five of five of these courses. It's a conversion process is what it is. Our, our vision on this would be that what they're doing in the program of priesthood formation as we are trying to implement it is to get them to a point, as I always tell every student that I have, that when you're on ordination day, and you, your name is called, and you are, and you say present. That, and then there's this this back and forth between the vocation director and the bishop. Are they worthy? And and back and forth, and that what they that they have truly engaged in interiorly uh, is is right and true and good as they begin 
ordained ministry. So what happens on that day is really a manifestation of what has happened inside in the previous six years. Yeah, I... One of the things that Father Max stressed pretty uh, thoroughly and pretty pretty vigorously from the beginning when we were sort of thinking about the framework for courses and our attitude for how we were going to shape the developing pre-theology program was that the PPF is a holistic vision where the four pillars are actually, so the three pillars that are not human formation are actually ordered towards and sort of sublimated into human formation. And it's interesting, so Eric mentioned that there is no, there's no moment at which any uh, priest just walking out of the seminary becomes immediately equipped to handle all questions perfectly because we're living in a time which is, presents a series of unprecedented challenges, but they're also unprecedented opportunities, I truly believe. And I also believe that the toolbox that can be given by the most robust philosophical, theological formation actually taps into things that are native to human beings to begin with. We're all ordered towards the love of God. I do fundamentally believe that. And I also believe that whether we thematize it and sort of realize it or not, we're all doing philosophy and theology de facto all the time anyway, however poorly or well we happen to be doing it. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to give the guys a a framework for building upon to be able to do that more integratedly and more more fully. Yeah, and and really that is what differentiates in many ways Catholicism from other ways Christianity is practiced. That's one of the, the fundamental things that makes us different. The basic sacramentality that we're, we're, we're trying to uh, build upon and, ex- and, uh, and, and develop and, and, and expand upon is, is the sense that all that is learned and all that is taken in and all that is ruminated upon is, will be seen, ultimately we hope, in pastoral ministry that is true to the kingdom, the proclamation of the kingdom of God, and continues the work of Christ in word and action, uh, as in in the sacraments for sure, and in the pastoral ministry that our men uh, offer. So that we're trying to integrate this program so that the it's it's not just some part that you that you go through, but that your pastoral ministry is on a firm foundation. Uh, in terms of the mind and heart of Christ uh, in the mind and heart of the church. Because a good seminary doesn't teach a guy that when he completes his seminary time, his formation is complete. That is not what a good seminary does. A good seminary teaches every man that formation is ongoing. Because what the transition is, is not from formation to no formation. It's from formation by others to self-formation. A priest who leaves the seminary has to have accepted that now they are responsible for their own ongoing formation. And this fundamentally means, as Father Mac just said, means conformity to the mind of Christ. Because that's conformity to the mind of the church. 
I have a whole other show in my head that we could do, and we're running low on time today. So uh, it's a good place to leave off. But I did want to have you mention, Father John, just before we go, uh, Eric and Brian aren't the only folks that, um, working on this program, correct? I, I want to be sure to give credit to the uh, other gentlemen. There are, are two others who uh, accompany them. Uh, Matthew Tholander, who is a doctoral student in, in theology, teaches in our, our, our philosophy and pre-theology. And uh, Joshua Harris is a Christian philosopher. Uh, he does the same. So there are uh, the four of them uh, come here, and they're here one, one day a week, and we are uh, greatly indebted to their presence and their willingness and, and great love uh, to uh, participate in the formation of these men uh, in their own discernment and cooperation with the Holy Spirit and in hopefully the, the formation as a ministerial priest. And this is why I like talking about Christ the King Seminary on this program when I have the opportunity. Father John Mack, Eric Mabry, and Brian Bajak uh, joining us today to talk about the uh, the rethinking of the pre-theology program out here at Christ the King. Thank you all very much for uh, sneaking me in between the coursework today and interrupting your lunch and all the other things that... Uh, uh, we did, and uh, hopefully we'll be we'll be talking in the future. I'm sure there's a lot more we could talk about. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank, thank you very much. And as always, uh, all of our programs are available online. You can go to wnycatholic.org slash radio or buffalodiocese.org. In fact, you can link to the seminary from there as well. And uh, so if there's something you missed or you, you want to hear a, a little bit more, um, feel free to go onto our podcast page and download those. I'm Greg Prince. I'll be back with you next week. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. Call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org. 